Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Desi Malakova, and you're listening to Sorry Partner. And welcome to Sorry Partner, a podcast about bridge and all things interesting to bridge players, brought to you by bridge partners and friends, Catherine Harris and Jocelyn Starts. On today's program, we talk with Bulgarian champion Desi Malakova about her journey to becoming a bridge professional, her grandmother thought she'd joined a sect, and a new bridge platform, Into Bridge. Plus, she shares her top tip for developing players. But first, let's kibitz. Hi, partner. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Jocelyn, I am very well. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> What's been happening? Well, you know, I was thinking a lot about cheating again, because I was explaining to someone who asked me again with the screens I was describing, remember? Yeah. In case anybody maybe missed it, Catherine and I played an event with screens. So I was telling someone about that and, and they were asking me, like, why do they have the screens? And I said, well, I believe it's to minimize any possibility of, of cheating at these mm. very high, high events. And they have um, recording equipment also. And then this person said, well, how would you cheat at bridge? So I was thinking about it. There's just so many ways that you can cheat at bridge. You know, there's sort of ignorant cheating where you don't mean to cheat. Maybe you take too long and then your partner is barred. Or Then there's deliberately like tapping on your heart to, to ask for a heart <laughs> lead or holding up the number of fingers that you have in a particular suit. I, I mean, you know, it's like twirling your, your there's diamond so ring. many ways that you that that something can be cheating. But, you know, the interesting one that I had encountered, and we talked about this a, a while back, was the business with 
the bridge mates and entering in an incorrect score in the bridge mate and not getting it verified by the opponents. So when I did, when we talked about that person who I call the cheater, yes, we actually got some emails and letters from people asking who it was. And of course, we'll never say. No. But we did play against this person recently. And guess who had to be prompted to let you verify the score? I know. Fascinating, huh? I just was really surprised that it was so transparent. And because we talked about it, it was great because I felt very confident then saying, excuse me, can you please enter that score and let me verify it? But wow. Yeah, right. Because before we sat down, I said, "Uh, this is the cheater. So just be super careful about verifying the scores. And it happened again. Yep. True to form, as predicted, blatant. Yep. That's their MO, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a really good reminder to just double check, make sure those scores have gone incorrectly, make sure you verify them. You can't just click OK and on your way. You've really got to read it and have a look at it. I mean, I'm sure that most of the time, if there are mistakes, it's completely innocent. And of course, mistakes happen, which is why you have to verify it. But verify it, do it. And another good habit to get into that I unfortunately don't do very much, but is to review your scores in the machine at the end of the match and make sure that they match what you have written down on your own private score. Absolutely, because we found a couple of errors and, you know, it might not always have a huge effect on your result, but it might. It might. It might have an important effect on someone else too. Absolutely. So it's just a good a good habit. I know I'm often like really tired and I just want to leave, but it's a good thing to do. Let me just say, people, that's the exact opposite of what happens. Nothing will stop Jocelyn from finding the energy to check those scores at the end of the game. But that's cute. Okay. Okay, girlfriend, we can try that. Mm, yeah. Well, what will stop me is that I don't actually know how to get there. And I have to ask the director every friggin' time. How do I get to see the scores? What do I push? And I can't seem to ever remember how to do it. But it does endear you to the directors who seem to think it's very cute. Oh, you think? Every time? I think they found it a bit ridiculous. (laughs) You made friends with a couple of directors. You were on a first name basis by the time we left. Goodness. All right. So I do need to practice that as well. But it's a good thing to do because you do find things. And we found out also that if you don't get the corrections in within a pretty short period, that's it. You know, you're SOL. What does that mean? You're shit out of luck, Catherine. (laughs) So get those corrections in to the directors, your friends, your good, good friends who show you how to use the machines and fix the scores when they need to be fixed. And now for a couple of shout outs. In case you didn't know, this is one of the perks of being a supporter. June from Sydney, Australia would like to give a shout out to her husband, Bill, who has just returned to the game after a 40 year hiatus and is loving it. Way to go, Bill. Woohoo! And Carol from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, would like to send a big congratulations to her friend and bridge partner, Lucille 
who bid and made seven no Trump. <laughs> Carol says she and Lucille have been playing together for 10 years and their game is her favorite day of the week. Congratulations, Lucille. And if you'd like us to sing someone's praises on the show or to acknowledge a major bridge milestone, become part of the Sorry Partner Posse. Just click the Support the Show tab at our website, sorrypartner.com, and choose your perks. Congratulations again to Bill and Lucille. And thanks so much to June and Carol for your support. Now, back to the show. So, Jocelyn, three letters for you today. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. First up, Carl. Is psychological warfare a thing in Bridge? You betcha. You betcha. Carl writes, once I played Swiss teams with someone who was just a few points from getting Life Master and was hoping to get enough points at this national tournament. Talk about putting the pressure on me to perform. We were doing okay at the table, but then we had a poor hand or two. I noticed that some opponents like to sit at the table and joke even sort of flirt with her before the boards arrived. And when that happened, her concentration seemed to wane a little. So after the hand, I brought it up and suggested they were doing it on purpose. What to do about it, she asked. I said that I thought that being polite but short with her responses, especially since the tournament was important to her, was the best thing to do. She followed the advice and it really seemed to help. A few hands later, one pair sat down and seemed to be trying hard to joke a bit and she did a great job of remaining aloof. I cracked a joke back at them and then didn't laugh along. Lol, pure psychological warfare. We ended up with a very nice score and she ended up as life master between those points and others from that weekend. Hey, nice work there, Carl. That's great. That's great. No, I mean, I think we've experienced this too. Yes, where we've been wondering if certain opponents were pouring on the charm in order to kind of distract us, undermine us, and basically cause us not to play to our full ability. And uh, interesting that this letter is exactly in that vein. I wonder too if it taps into those very deep, particularly gender stereotypes about not being too competitive, not taking advantage of someone who's being nice to you. And so, right, I don't know if it just has that effect where people maybe just don't play as hard, take that risk, whatever the thing is. Right. I mean, I'm sure they're not calculating it when they come to the table, like we'll do this, but I do wonder if it's a very entrenched behavior. And it might even be calculated. Mm -hmm. So don't fall for it. When someone's being charming and oozing with charm. Yeah, you just right. be very unpleasant. Yeah. yeah, just be aloof and unpleasant. That's right. Remember we heard, we overheard that um, a man sort of behind us say to a woman, if I were single, I'd ask you on a date. That's right. What did she say? She said, if I were single, I would accept. <laughs> so she gave it right back to him. Now, I think this was, they were kind of chit-chatting after they had played their, their round and they were waiting to move to another table. So it's probably a different thing. But I made a note of that. I thought it was very funny to overhear that at the bridge table. <laughs> Definitely. And I will say, I think from memory, she was a very, very experienced, very good player. So 
maybe she was not going to be waylaid by some gentle flirting. I think she won the event. <laughs> I think she did too. <laughs> I think she, or else, you know, did very well in the event. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's, uh, she's not going to get waylaid. No. Our next letter today is from Rosemary. And Rosemary has two stories from two different director friends of hers. She says, hi, last week I was playing at a tournament club with 10 tables. I was driving home with the director after the game who was telling me about a call that evening where the players were halfway through their hand when one of them noticed the dummy had never been displayed. She said it was the funniest thing she'd ever been called to a table for. Then, the same week at another club, only seven players showed up. Needless to say, the director decided to cancel the game, but one of the players said that she would find someone else and left the room. Everyone thought she'd gone to make a phone call. A few minutes later, she came back with the first person she'd met on the street in a small Canadian town. She'd asked the woman if she'd ever played bridge. The woman said yes, about 20 years ago, but agreed to come and play. The woman was 84 and at 3pm said she was sorry she had to leave because she had to go home and take her medications. She was quite rusty, but fun was had by all from Rose. Oh, my God. That's great. Can you imagine just walking out onto the street and grabbing someone who knew how to play and could come in and play? I know. That's so great. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. I wonder if she went back, that lady. That would have been nice. She returned to the Bridge Club next week. I hope she did. I do, too, with her medications in her handbag so she didn't have to nick home. (laughs) Exactly. So she didn't have to nick home. Yes. No. We wouldn't want her to have to nick home. (laughs) And our last letter today, Jocelyn, is from Jorge in Spain. And this is actually just a very short PS. He writes, I always hold my cards with my right hand and play them with my left. People always ask me, are you left-handed? And I always reply, no, but my teacher is. That's how I learned to hold them. I thought I'd share this silly thing that comes up every week. That's very cute, Jorge. I love stories like that. That's great. That's great. So if your teacher taught you something that's really distinctive, or if you have any fun stories about flirting at the table, grabbing somebody off the street to play, then please do send them to us at sorrypartnerpodcast at gmail.com or at Sorry Partner Podcast on Instagram, or send us a voice message. These links are in the show notes and on the website at sorrypartner.com, along with some other good stuff. Coming up next, our interview with Desi Malakova. Bulgarian champion Desi Malakova has represented Bulgaria as a junior and in the women's mixed and open competitions. She is a bridge professional and is closely involved in the day-to-day operations of the bridge platform Into Bridge. We began by talking about a slam contract she and her partner bid at a recent tournament. Me and my partner made a contract, Seven Diamonds, we bid a grant. And it was very funny because during the bidding, at some point I asked for aces and he answered two without the queen. And I had ace-jack 10 to 5, and I knew that he has at least 5. So I was like, okay, we don't need the queen of trumps. So I beat Grant, having called the key cards. So he has um, 
side suit, which was ace king to five opposite singleton. And at some point he had to play the ace and then rough and then go to dummy, which is ace jack 10 to five opposite king to five. This is the trump holding. And he's playing small to the 10 and the right hand opponent didn't follow. And I was like, okay, maybe he forgotten to answer the queen or he has six cards, but then he plays another diamond to the king and then the left hand opponent still follows. Then he plays another one and then the left hand opponent gives the queen. And I'm like, what is happening? And he goes, well, I thought I have the queen of diamonds. <laughs> okay. Most of the people, and this is how you can pick the queen, is when on seven, any seven contract, the opponent doesn't lead the trump. That means they have the queen, and that's why they didn't lead the trump, because this is the safest lead in the books, you know. But <laughs> but this wasn't his logic. He just thought that he has the queen. And imagine if there was a Steve Quinn on the right-hand side. <laughs> I mean, it was very funny because this is the first time when it's happening. It's not a, really an interesting hint. It's an interesting situation. Oh, that's too much. And then what did the opponents say? Because I imagine you were all talking well, about Well, they were shocked. I mean, <laughs> they were just, okay, if you, if you pick up the right side, this is fine because if you play ace of diamonds, then you go off, you know, <laughs> and thank God the communications were just automatic because you had to play that way to have an entry to rough another club. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know, it was ridiculous. And at the other table, they didn't bid the slam. So you're going to lost a lot of films because of that. But anyway, yeah, it was very funny. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Jesse, when did you learn to play bridge? I was... 14 or 15 years old in school and the bigger boys were playing bridge in the cafeteria and I saw them playing bridge and I was just interested. My mom somehow was always thinking about card games. I have been playing a lot of card games. My grandfather was teaching me to play, but more simple ones. And I saw them playing and I was running out of class to play bridge with them to learn the game. Even my girlfriends were teasing me. Tell me, tell me, which one do you like? Which one do you like? <laughs> this is not possible. It can't be for cards. And I said, <laughs> no, no, trust me. I'm always going to say I like this guy or something. And they were just much, much older than me. Some of them, they weren't students at the school, you know. They were just living nearby and they were having their coffee there and playing their games. And then I've stopped for some points. And then... A friend of mine's uncle told me about a platform of bridge because I was telling him that I can't find many people when I was in the university already, you know, people who play bridge. So he told me about this platform and I entered and I started playing online. And this is how I met my fiance. We've been together 13 years. So this is how I started. And, it, and uh, he was playing with one of the best players in Bulgaria. So I was kibitzing. I learned quiz and all of the playing defense by watching. And they started playing with me at some point, And this is how I learned. And then I was playing for juniors 
for Bulgaria, for the women team, and this is how my experience started. So going back to the beginning when you were running out of math class to go and play bridge with those students, did those boys teach you how to play? They just taught me the basics, you know. They were playing for fun. They weren't playing in the tournaments and everything. It was just the game they like and they've been taught and they weren't very good because at some point after four or five years when I started representing Bulgaria, I've met them on the street and they said, we've heard blah, 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 that you're starting to, you played, you started playing even professionally and we should play sometimes. (laughs) And we went there with one of my partners and we played against them. Of course, we were much better because they haven't, I mean, grow. They're just one level and they play for fun. So how did you go from playing online and kibitzing and learning that way to becoming a member of the junior team for Bulgaria? Well, everything came from my uh, fiancé because when he was very young, he started playing for Bulgaria as well. He was playing as a junior a lot and we have this national cup for juniors and he said well I think you should play with my teammates and he just sort of dragged me there and we won the cup so you hadn't you hadn't thought that you might do that that really wasn't on your horizon until it was suggested to you I didn't know that even exist. Right okay you know I mean I didn't know much about bridge at all and this this is like Maybe the third month of when we started dating. Right. Well, so you must have been pretty good at it pretty quickly. Well, that depends on the person and the brain. And you have to be like a sponge to get everything you've been taught and whatever. So I think that it depends on the person and the mind as well. But your mind obviously took to it. Yeah, well, I hope so. (laughs) You a lot to learn and experience so so you started playing on these teams yes and in fact when we won this cup the junior national cup I started playing a lot live tournaments and then Bulgaria 2010 I think it was a host of the juniors Europeans so we were representing Bulgaria and the junior team of the girls and it wasn't successful. We, we came third, but from bottom. I mean, third from bottom. We were very inexperienced team. Only me and my partner were the most experienced players. We were quite disappointed and we were beaten a lot, but it was a good experience. And Bulgaria had to have a team. You can't be a host and having no players in, in each category. So... You know, this is this is why, but still, it was a good experience for me. Yeah. And then I started playing a lot. One of the best players in Bulgaria started playing with me. I started winning some stuff and everything was just going great. So this is how it started. And after two, maybe three years, I graduated and... I couldn't find a job. The situation in Bulgaria was very difficult. And I said to my fiancé, 
we should do something about it. I have a master's degree in accounting and I can't find a job. So we have to do something. We were trying a lot of things and we decided we're going to start asking the clubs in London. Are they looking for staff? Our idea was to become professionals. We were quite experienced enough to, you know, to manage with that. So we started calling the clubs and most of them said, sorry, we're not looking for staff at the moment. But one of the clubs said, oh, we're looking for young people. You're very welcome. Come as soon as possible. So we bought tickets and for one month, our life just changed and we started working for them. We built our names. We started teaching people. This is how Bridge became our job. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So when you were reaching out to the clubs in London, what stuff were you offering them? Well, in the beginning, we were working for the club, running the sessions, filling the gaps if they're odd numbers. We started playing even in different clubs, winning everything. And when the people and the customers there, most of the time are seeing your name on the top, they're like, well these guys must must be good. And also they were sort of tired of the professionals, which they see every single day. And now there is a fresh blood and, you know, they're, they're happy with that. So they start asking you, how much do you charge to play with you? And then also doing seminars. And at some point, the more serious people started asking us, well, would you like to play a competition in Italy. And then you're like, of course. So at some point it was sort of a dream job because you're paid to do what you love and what you like. Do you have a favorite tournament that you like to play? To be honest, for me, the European tournaments are the most exciting. The field, the, the feeling, the experience they give you. I mean, this is, for me, this is one of the best 
feelings that I've, I've had. When you go to a tournament, is there anything in particular that you always pack or do you have some kind of superstition? Yes, my pens. Your pens? If I decide that this pen is good for me, yes. when I take it with me and I'm very sad if it stopped working. And also favorite jewelry or favorite talks even sometimes. And yes, I'm very, very superstitious. Very, very. But would you wear the same socks every day or, or have to use that pen every day? How does it work? No, I don't use same socks every day, but okay. the pen, yes. Yes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, like, if it's four days, I have at least four favorite pairs. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you lost one of them, what would happen? Oh, well, I'm start thinking, no, I'm going to lose today. I'll be very unlucky. And I'm sort of calling it, you know. <laughs> yeah. If I believe that something doesn't bring me luck, I throw it away. Yeah. How do you like to unwind after a big tournament? Oh, to have a glass of wine, maybe. Or a little vodka or something. It really calms you down. Like, you're very tired and... I think this is what makes you feel like relaxed because you're still talking about bridge after the tournament. I mean, after the play or something, you know what the bridge players are. Yeah. Yeah. It's bridge, 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 bridge. And when you're like, you're tired, you're playing six, seven days tournament or competition or whatever. And you can't think about that, that you're tired and you've been played so many hands. But when it's finished, you're like exhausted because your mind is just gone. I mean, for two, three days, you're just tired. You can afford to be tired, but not during the, the, the game. So, yeah. So when you get home for two or three days, you're just resting, sounds like. Trying because Trying. Uh, it depends what home is. Because when I was in London, then for the next three or five or ten days, you have dates to play with I mean in the clubs or something so it's not really but the time you have yeah filming or relaxing or shopping that was my therapy <laughs> if you could change one thing about your game what would it be my emotion maybe what do you mean I'm very emotional person and I sort of live through it you know and when it's not going well and it's because of me, for example. Maybe I'm, I feel very guilty, you know, and this affects my game. So you feel responsible if something's not going well in the yes. game. And I should be more chill and more like trying to move on. I, I do, but I sort of put myself down for when it costs, I mean, the winning call. And of course, it's not totally my fault, but I feel guilty. So maybe my emotions should be more less, let's say. Is this something that you have worked on intentionally to improve? Well, the experience does. The experience does. And I'm getting better and better. But too, it's an issue that I have to work on. And maybe... Playing more and more gives you the the way of going through. So, and maybe the DH as well. 
growing up, you're more mature, you're more experienced. And yes, I'm much better. But in the beginning, I was worse. So I'm proud to say that at this moment, I'm controlling it more than before, for sure. When you and I had a brief chat during the course of setting up the interview, you told me that once you started playing a lot, your family was very concerned and that your grandmother thought that you had joined a cult. Could you tell us about that, please? Not cult, a sect. A sect. Excuse me, a sect. It was because in Bulgaria, bridge is not very popular. The whole bridge federation is like 500, maybe less, 400 regular members in the whole Bulgaria. Bulgaria is like 7 million population. So maybe 250 of them are active players. So imagine about the old people who has no clue what bridge is. I mean, even in London, America, even your family doesn't play. They know what bridge is. I mean, maybe your grandmother or your uncle or whatever, any sibling or Anything, even the kids know what bridge is, or at least their grandmother is playing kitchen bridge. So at some point I start playing bridge. I start winning some cups, some little prizes. And my grandmother goes to her son, my father, and she goes, son, this is not good. This is gambling. She shouldn't play that. And I'm like, no, 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 this is not gambling. There is bridge federation. There is Europeans, there is worlds, everything is legal. And then she goes, okay, then it's a sect. <laughs> Son, you should stop this. <laughs> she goes, and I couldn't convince her. But at some point when I started playing Europeans and everything, and I started winning a lot, she was so proud. But in the beginning, it was shocking for her because imagine you have no clue and you're, you're 16 or 17 years old, the grand daughter plays for money and she's winning money and she thinks that this is like poker or gambling so it was understandable and she understood but it was quite difficult in the the old-fashioned so yeah so she's come to accept now that what you're doing is legitimate yeah she passed away but yeah but back then no it's okay it was a long time ago but yes okay yes (laughs) What's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you when you were playing bridge? Uh, One of the funniest things which I did at the table playing bridge was when I was playing with my very, very first client. We sit down, so we play two over one and the club could be short. And I'm playing against two very old ladies who can't hear very well. So she opens a club And in UK, this bit, you don't need to alert it. So she opens the club and I'm like, it could be two. Then one of the ladies goes, pardon? And I'm like, it could be two. And then she can't hear me again and she goes, pardon? What does that mean? And I'm like, it could be two. But I, I don't realize she can't hear me. So the other lady starts asking again, because they want to know everything. If you're alert or if you say something, if they decide they didn't hear you well, they're going to ask you like 10 times. 
at this point, it was very annoying for me, but in the future, I got used to it. So one of them asked me like four times and the other one asked me two times. And I keep saying it could be two. I should say it could be short as two or something, but I was like careless of my answer. And at some point they asked me for like seven or eight times, both of them. And I'm like, it could be two doing this <laughs> in her face. So she's holding her fingers in a V. Yes, yes. But the other way around of peace. Like know? a yeah, peace or a victory sign. Yeah, this is this is the most offensive thing in the UK. I don't know how is it in America, but this is like it's a finger gesture that means F you in the UK. Yes, it's <laughs> the most offensive thing you can do. And I'm like, it could be too into her face. Like, I'm so angry at this moment. And then she just looked me, changed like three colors on her face. <laughs> I could see that she becomes red to purple, then green, maybe. <laughs> and the other one started laughing because they can see I'm foreigner. They don't know me well. This is the very beginning of my career. So I was like, it could do. And then at some point, everybody started laughing. But <laughs> the moment I did it, this, this woman, she was like 82, maybe years old, and she was going to slap me or kick me or something. I don't know. Or sue me, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was it was so funny. So funny. And you would have seen them playing at the clubs after that. No, no, after that they were they were one of them even became became my uh, client as well. It was actually very recent after because I started playing with a lot of people and most of them are like cousins or the wife of the brother or whatever. And they're sort of having a competition. Oh, we did it the other day. We won it. Then the other one goes, oh, we came third. And then <laughs> the other one, we came second. And they like to compete, you know? So it was, yeah. They're very big friends of mine. And they're still alive, actually. One of them is one of my closest now. So, but yeah, they still remind me of the case, <laughs> <and> the situation. <laughs> That's so funny. Can you imagine? She might have only two clubs. <laughs> That's really funny. In addition to playing competitively and clients, you've also been involved in a new initiative, I understand. Yes, uh, that's true. I'm working with the people who develop the platform, which is called Interbridge, Stefan Skorchev and Christophe Grosset. So it's this, it's a new online platform for Bridge. Yes, it's a new platform for Bridge. So you can social more and playing on the casual tables. You can play teams. We also organize tournaments every day. So you can always check the times and play for fun with friends at the table. And what do you think is, is one of the selling points of it? You know, say Jocelyn and I want a game and we're trying to decide which platform to play on. Why should we choose Interbridge? Well, I think the idea of playing with audio and video and being more social gives you the more joy and fun 
blank online and see your partner. Well, what if, for example, if I'm in my pajamas and I don't want Jocelyn to see me in my pajamas, do I have to have the video on? No, you can always turn it off. You can also, if Jocelyn is uh, chewing some salad and this <laughs> noise affects your bidding or something, <laughs> you can always mute her. Oh, you can okay. always mute her specifically. Or if she wants to tell you off, you just mute her and you're like, sorry, <laughs> my internet wasn't very good. I didn't hear any of the words you said. So, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And also you can mute the whole table as well. Okay. You can mute yourself as well. You can turn off your camera. Everything. So you can choose to have a camera on or off. You can choose what That's you hear or don't choice. hear. Yes. So it gives you a lot of flexibility. That's really interesting. Very, yeah. And you can, you can also play without audio, without, without camera. So okay. It's a person. So you have choice. many more options in that way. And there are games every day? Yes, every day we have games. We have tournaments organized. You can see the list. They're yeah. always on. Okay. So you can decide, does it fit your time or not? And if it doesn't, you can always play on a casual table. And is it very expensive? No, at the moment it's free. So it's completely free to play? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, wow, that's really great. So how do people find it? What's the website? It's intobridge.com. Intobridge.com, I-N-T-O-B-R-I-D-G-E, intobridge.com. Oh, that's great. Well, we'll put a link in the show notes and I'm sure that people can find it online if they want to know more about it. That's terrific. Thank you. What is your role in helping to launch and establish into bridge? Well, I'm also running the tournaments. I'm, I'm also supporting the people who can't manage how to turn the camera or if they have any tech issues. We run a lot of tournaments. I'm directing them as well. I organize people without a partner, let's say. So your help desk support, you're the director, your partnership desk. Yes, basically, yes. Ombudsman all around. Got it. Yes, yes. Do you read a lot of bridge books these days? And if so, is there one that's made a particular impact in your game? One of the most interesting books I've read is Bridge My Way of Zia Mahmoud. This is one of my favorite, the way he writes, the, the things he says. For me, it's it's brilliant and I can go over it like I've read it like two or three times. So, and every time I'm like, I didn't read that before, you know. And because also it's in English, maybe each time I found a new thing. So <laughs> three times, I think so far, maybe on the fourth time, I'll remember all of them. But <laughs> yes, I think that's one of the, uh, this is my one of my favorite books. Do you have a favorite bridge convention or gadget that you just love to play with partners? Well, <laughs> that's a tricky question. And I'm, my answer is going to be tricky for me. The best convention is that the one you both agree. <laughs> so this is my favorite convention. <laughs> okay. But is there one that you really just enjoy implementing when your partner agrees with you on it? Not really. I mean, I don't have a favorite one. I, I don't. What about a convention that you really dislike? 
<laughs> forgotten one the forgotten one of course <laughs> yeah no seriously the one i hate really and i don't choose it's gerber <laughs> gerber is my worst nightmare this is the one i i really dislike but yeah the forgotten one i think it's it's the one <laughs> what's the best tip or advice that you've ever been given more passes more success can you explain please well, because with tricky hands and everything, people are very aggressive and they think, oh, I have seven and five. I can't pass. I have to go to the sixth level, even if that might cost me to pay a lot. And we always forget that there is a pass in the bidding box. I mean, you get aggressive and then you're like, oh, I should pass. And I get 1400 on the hand where they can make only 620 or so. Why did I do that? Desi, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been great talking to you. Thank you so, so much. It's really been great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And that's the show. Many thanks to our guest, Desi Malakova. Thank you also to our sorry partner posse of listener supporters who make the show possible. Sorry Partner is produced by Catherine Harris with production assistance from Paul Chirasso and Jade Gray. Our theme music was composed by Jocelyn Starts and produced by Daniel Graboy. Send your bridge stories and comments to sorrypartnerpodcast at gmail.com or at sorrypartnerpodcast on Instagram or send us a voice message. And please consider supporting the show. You'll get a monthly newsletter, bonus audio from time to time, and other supporter perks. These links and a link to our discount offers and merch store are under the episode description in your app, on the website at sorrypartner.com, or wherever you like to listen. We'd love to hear from you, but be nice, or we'll call the director. Until next time, play well. May all your finesses be on side. And remember, as Desi says, more passing leads to more success. I feel like that was intended directly for me. <laughs> Thank you, partner. <laughs> Thank you, partner. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 